Thank you, Brother Terry. If you brought your Bibles this morning, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'd like for us to look 1 Corinthians 12, and I'll begin reading with verse 12, and we'll go down to verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 22. God's Word says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, or whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member but many. Verse 15, if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where were the smelling? But now God has set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. In 2013, Dr. Tom Rainer, head of Lifeway Christian Resources, wrote a small book entitled, I Am a Church Member. And in this book, he pointed out, after researching 557 churches, from 2004 to 2010, that nine out of ten churches in America are declining, are growing, are growing slower than their communities. The point is, churches are losing ground in America. That's not so all over the world, just in America. Now, to put it another way, um, genealogy, uh, well, let's, let's just use different types of genealogy. Let's say, for instance, uh, uh, the, the builder's generation, those born before 1946. Two-thirds of those born before 1946, the builder's generation, two-thirds of those are Christians. But the millennials, the largest generation in American history, born from 1980 to the year 2000, 80 million members strong. Only 15% of those are Christian. Someone has said that we have lost that generation. And Dr. Rainer pointed out in his book, he, said, he says that we can blame or we can decline we can blame the decline on a number of things, and we do. We can blame it on secular culture. We do. We, we live in a very extreme secular culture. We can blame it on godless politics. We all know that there's godless politics today more perhaps than ever before. 
We can blame the decline on hypocrites in the church. We know we have hypocrites in the church. We can blame the decline on uncaring pastors. We know we have some uncaring pastors. However, I have to agree with Dr. Rayner. We kindly need to look in the mirror as church members. I'm afraid that many of us church members have lost the biblical meaning and understanding of what it means to be a part of a local body of believers, what it really means biblically to be a church member. The major problem that I see that people join our churches expecting others to serve them. They, they cry out and they demand, feed us, or serve us, or care for us. And many don't like the hypocrites in the church, but they fail to see their own hypocrisy. So friend, listen, if you don't understand anything else about church membership, please understand this, that God placed us in a local church, in a local body of believers. And he did that for us to serve other people, to pray for other people, to pray for our leaders, to learn to teach the Word of God, to give, and in some cases to even die for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dr. Rayner suggested in his book that many churches are weak because members who have turned, members have turned the meaning of church membership upside down. And I personally feel as though we need to get church membership right side up. So it's time to be the church member that God has intended for us to be. Amen? Amen. That's pretty weak. But that's why I'm preaching the sermon. God wants us to be the church members He intends for us to be. Now, for that to happen, we have to understand the proper meaning of biblical church membership and to be willing to make a real commitment to our church, to our faith family. Now, I know it's not our church, and I speak of that, meaning not that it belongs to me or it belongs to us. We know it's the Lord's church. I, I understand that. I don't have to be corrected. I understand that. But we identify with this local body of believers. This is our church family. This is our faith family. This is, quote, our church. Some refer it to as our church. My prayer in the next few weeks, beginning today, is that, first of all, that we'll have a renewed attitude about church and that we'll learn the joy of being last and not always being first. And instead of whining and complaining about what's wrong at the church, that we'll ask God to, to use us as a unifier, seeking the best for our church. And then, when we have that renewed attitude, then we'll see Mountain View Baptist Church change in a lot of ways. It'll be a healthier church, and the members will be healthier. And it'll begin to have a greater impact on our community. And we'll even discover that the reason that our nation is in such a mess could possibly be because our churches are in such a mess. And that's why God said in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive, I'll, I'll forgive their sin. 
I'll heal their land. And so we'll have a new understanding and we, we, we can change and we can have a, a real commitment to be what we're supposed to be as church members. Now, in this series that I'm going to be sharing with you, I'm going to borrow Dr. Rainer's chapter headings from his book as my sermon title. First of all, today I want to share with you about I will be a functioning church member. I will be a functioning church member. Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, look at verse 12. For as one body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews, Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, having been made all to drink of that one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Verse 27, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and members in particular. Now, first of all, God's primary purpose for you today, for me today, is to be saved. His primary purpose is for you to come to know Christ, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. That's His purpose. Because the Bible says that Jesus came into the world to be the Savior. You remember during Christmas, we read Luke chapter 2, and we find where the angels went to the shepherds, and they said, Fear not, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So he came to earth to be a Savior. And being the Savior, he came to seek and to save those that are lost. To be the Savior, he became the supreme sacrifice for our atonement for sin. To be the Savior, He became my substitute, your substitute for the penalty of sin. In other words, He died in our place. And then He promises that whosoever calls on Him by faith shall be saved. And then after you're saved, His purpose is for you to identify with Him through believer's baptism and become a functioning member of a local church functioning member of a local church, a local body of believers. Now, when I was growing up, I remember when they built and organized Twins Pine, Twin Pine Country Club. And as a young kid, that was an awesome thing. And I'd hear, I'd hear people talk about being a member of the country club, going to the country club. If you paid the fee, you got the perks at the country club. You could eat at the country club. You could swim at the country club. You could play golf at the country club. You could play tennis at the country club. That's the way country clubs work. Membership meant perks and privileges. Membership meant someone would be there to serve me. You just pay the going rate, let others take care of you. Now, the point of that is some church members have that same attitude. Some church members have this country club mentality, this attitude, the view they just view church membership as receiving instead of giving, being served instead of serving, having their rights instead of their responsibilities, having entitlements instead of sacrifices giving their tithes and offerings as somewhat as, as membership dues, 
that entitles them to have these never-ending privileges. I mean, their children can be married in the church, and they can use the church for this and use the church for that, even have a cemetery plot if they just are a member and pay their dues. They'll give. They'll give, but they see that as membership dues. It entitles them to, to these privileges instead of an unconditional gift given out of love to the Lord God Almighty. That is a non-functioning church member with a country club mentality. So the question is this. What does the Bible say? What does church membership mean according to the Bible? I'm going to list four things. You might want to jot these down. First of all, membership means that we're all necessary parts of the whole. Now, some people today do not see the necessity of being a member of a local body of believers. They'll tell you that. Now, they'll say, well, there's, the Bible don't teach church membership. The Bible says a lot about church membership. Paul taught about church membership in all of his epistles. Paul addresses members of the church in Corinth, members of the church in Ephesus, members of the church in Galatia. Then the seven churches are mentioned in, in the book of Revelation. Jesus left the commission to his disciples and to his followers as a whole. Spiritual gifts are given to believers. Why? That the church might be built up and edified. The Bible teaches about church membership. Chapter 12, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, For as the body is one, hath many members. All members of that one body are many, but one body also in Christ. Now, now listen, members of the church comprise the whole and are essential parts of it. Now, Paul knows Paul uses a metaphor of the body. He talks about the eyes and he talks about the ears. See how he includes everybody as a whole part? He talks about the eyes and the ears and the feet and the, and the hands. Verses 14 uh, verse, uh, for, verse 14, the body is not but member but many, and he talks about the foot in verse 15, the eyes in verse 16, so he compares the human body to the, to, to the likeness of the church. Everything, everyone's included. And he concludes in verse 12, so the body hath many members, and all the members, just like the physical body, are, are many, but they're one body also in Christ. And so, first of all, biblical church membership means that we're all members, we're all necessary parts of the whole. Necessary, underline necessary. You're important to the body of Christ. You're important to this body of believers. Number two, membership means that we're different, but we still work together. Now, the country club mentality is everybody's serving me. It's too hot in here, can you turn some air on? Or it's too cold, can you turn some heat? I don't like this going on, can you change that? The music's too loud. It's, it's all about serving me. Me, 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 me. That's country club mentality. I paid my dues, and so I, I want to just kind of be served from time to time. Church membership, everyone has a role. In biblical church membership, everyone has a role Everyone functions. We're different, 
but were necessary. Each part works, or all parts suffer. When one part does well, he says we all do well. Look at chapter 12, verse 26. And whether one member suffers, all members suffer with it. One member be honored, all members rejoice with it. What you do affects the body. If you suffer, we suffer with you. If you rejoice, we rejoice with you. And so membership means biblical membership. We're different, but we still work together. Number three, jot this down. Membership means everything we say or do is based on the biblical foundation of love. Love. Now, 1 Corinthians 13, if you'll notice, he deals with spiritual gifts in, in chapter 12. He deals with love, chapter 13, and he deals, chapter 14, some problems that were going on in the church at car rent. And so, in chapter 13, he talks about this love thing, and we call this the love chapter of the Bible, and we use this chapter oftentimes in wedding ceremonies because it demonstrates the agape love, the self-sacrificing love. But it's really written to the members of the church. The original meaning was to demonstrate how we as church members should relate to each other in love, this agape love. Think how churches would be today if you look at chapter 13, verse 5, uh, verse 4, and just say this is, this is not a wedding taking place, but this is, this is church. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up does not behave itself unseemly, doth, seeketh not her own, It's not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Just imagine if you had that type of love in the church. That's what he says here. He says membership means everything we say or do is based on this biblical foundation of love. So the point is church membership is founded on love. It's founded on authentic, unconditional love. We're to love each other as members, biblical members of Mountain View Baptist Church. And then number four, jot this down. Church membership, biblically church membership, means functioning members. Functioning members. Now the question is, do, do you know how to remain a member in the country club? Well, it's real easy. You pay your dues. And you pay your dues, you remain a member. Do you know how you remain a member? How you remain, I should say, a biblical member of a church? How you remain a biblical member of a church? Well, you give abundantly, and then you serve without hesitation. Now, note I said biblical church member. Biblical. Gives without qualification. Gives joyously, gives, gives with no strings attached, then serves, and then ministers. And so, listen, biblical church membership is functioning membership. Paul said the body is a united whole. Paul said the body is made up of many parts. Each part supposed to function the foot's supposed to what? Walk. The hand's supposed to do what? Grasp. The eye's supposed to see. The ear's supposed to hear. They all have their function. It's a functioning body. Biblical church membership means you function. It's a functioning membership. 
This past Friday, I was going over our church row, getting everything squared away for the new church here. It takes, takes uh, place September 1st. I'm going over our church row, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to organize this road in active and non-active and non-residents. Now, I know non-residents do not live in a reasonable driving distance of a church, but I pray to God they'll find them a church somewhere. Because that means they're out of church. They're not coming here. They're too far. They live too far out. They live in another state, Redwood City, Redwood, California. I haven't seen those in Redwood, California in 38 years. You have your non-resident. Don't live in a reasonable driving distance of church. Now, the way we communicate today, you can drive 20, 25 miles to church, and that would be a reasonable driving distance to church for some. And then you have these inactive members. What do you do with them? You're trying to set those that haven't been here and in one year, two year, three year, four year, five year, seven years. What do you do with what they're still on your church row? And you've contacted them. I contacted a guy who had not been here seven years, and I said, Listen, I thought you may have moved your membership somewhere else. And we said, No, I'm not going anywhere. I'd just like to be a member there. And then you have your resident membership. Your resident membership. Those that those that are on your church row that are active. And, and let me just say this. Did you know that, I'm going to step around and do this. Did you know that 26% of our membership is inactive? 26%, one-fourth inactive. I'm talking about biblical church membership. But I found out something in preparing this sermon. I discovered that, that biblical, I discovered that there is no such thing as an inactive church member with biblical membership. Inactive church member is an oxymoron when you think about biblical church member. There's no such thing. No such thing. And the Bible suggests, 1 Corinthians 12, if a person is a member of the body of Christ, they act and they are to function. And so if you, if you don't believe that church membership is biblical, you're really just ignorant to the pastoral epistles in the, in the New Testament. So biblical church membership, number one, we're ne necessary, all necessary parts of the whole. Number two, different, but we still work together. Number three, we say and do those things based on the foundation of love. And then church membership is functioning membership. Now we're told by people that study church membership, those researchers, we're told, now listen to this, church rows are inflated by a factor of three. Now, I'm going to tell you what that means. If we have 300 members, and we do, if we have 300 members, we only have 100 biblical church members. Think of that. If we have 300 members, we probably will have what the Bible describes as a biblical church membership, 100. One out of three give absolutely nothing and serve 
or one out of three give abundantly and serve without hesitation. One out of three. And some argue that that's too high. That's really, that's really uh, less than that. Now, God's calling on you to make a different commitment this morning. So today, make a commitment to be a biblical church member. In other words, the question is, do you want to be a church member the way God designed it and the Bible teaches it? So today, are you willing to make a pledge to give cheerfully and then commit to serve and to minister without hesitation? God's asking you to be a functioning church member, a biblical church member. Now, I've got on the screen this morning a pledge, and if you would take this seriously let's look at it together the first pledge we'll try to have one after each sermon of the next few weeks here's a pledge i like the metaphor of membership it's not membership as in a civic organization or a country club it's the kind of membership given to us in first corinthians 12 Quote, nevertheless, you are the body of Christ and individual members of it, unquote. Because I'm a member of the body of Christ, I must be a functioning member, whether I'm an eye or an ear or a hand. And as a functioning member, I'll give, I'll serve, I'll minister, I'll evangelize, I'll study, I'll seek to be a blessing to others. I will remember that if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You'd be willing to make that pledge? Would you be willing today to say, I want to be a biblical church member? Biblical church member. Now, in your, on your announcement sheet, you had a little survey about ministry teams. I'll just call your attention to pray about that, where God would have you to serve. We have different committees in our church, but, but like uh, the youth committee has a youth ministry team. The building committee has a building ministry team. And so we have committees that, that define, define what the goal is or what the, the work is needed to be done, and then we have ministry teams that follow up and they assist in making sure those things are accomplished. So you pray and, and, and say, God, where are my spiritual gifts? And I, I want to commit to use my spiritual gifts in these places and serve in these different ministry teams. And then when we get them compiled, preferably we'll have a chairperson in each ministry team, and you can function and call your meeting. It'd be left up to the ministry teams to call their meetings. And so if you would, pray about that. And then make a commitment today. Ask God, to, ask God to just set you on fire to be the church member that he designed you to be. Be the biblical. Don't, don't my goodness gracious, you ever, read the, you ever read the paper and you came across an obituary and they said, attended the Baptist church or Baptist church? Sometimes a family didn't even know where they went to church. My dad always had a word for people that were committed, Brother John, to the church. And he says, man, they were good churchmen. 
the church they, they perform the duties of biblical church membership. Don't think for a moment you're not important. Every person is important. You may be an ear, you're important. You may be the eyes, you're important, whatever. We're not all the same member. We're different, and God's put us here and, and, and give, us, give us different um, uh, spiritual gift or gifts to function that the body of Christ might be built up and edified. Just think, just think what would happen if we were all doing what God placed us here to do.